Bonjour, hi, I'm Pascal Auclair. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. J'espère que cet enseignement vous sera aidant. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed. Vous pouvez me soutenir en cliquant sur le bouton sous ma photo. Your support is greatly appreciated. Merci. Um, a, a colleague, friend of mine, um, who um, used to play soccer and was um, pretty active, do a lot of hiking, trekking, um, got some uh, heart disease and uh, at least for a while was um, a hard time, you know, going upstairs and... Uh, and uh, there's a lot of unknown about uh, his heart and I was talking to him so he's been practicing for a long, long time and I was saying so uh, you know, I was asking questions about so how, how do you are you afraid of what could come you know, how it's going to unfold and uh, and uh, also questions about like uh, if he missed being active as he was, you know, and and um, at least at the moment of the conversations over a few days, it was really remarkable. Uh, he was saying, "Oh, Pascal, you know, I've I've done my inquiry about thoughts. You know, I I can't be fooled. You know, if a thought comes up about the future, I can't. I'm not." Uh, I can't, uh, it's just a thought, you know, I can't actually see anything else than the fact that it's a construction, production, generation of mine, and that there is life here, happening here, you know, but if I try to anticipate or project it, I'm, I, I, it just doesn't stick, it doesn't, I, I can't, uh, I'm unable to actually do this well, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't... Uh, uh, buy into that, you know, it's, I know it's just a, a thought, and here there's something to take care of, you know, and similarly with the past, you know, it's like, but you used to, you know, go out, and it's like, but I don't know, this is a thought, if it arises in my mind, it's, uh, it's an image that is present in my mind, like I'm not uh, uh, infatuated, duped, fooled by the immediate production, I recognize it's an immediate production. And he was saying this not in a bragging way, not in a disconnected way. He was saying this with, uh, there was a lot of uh, heart, a lot of simplicity, um, honesty in his answer. It was just two friends talking. And he was saying, that, no, it's just, uh, I can't, I'm unable to do this anymore. And uh, I was thinking, wow, he's really done his work around thoughts. You know, he's, yeah. I follow my thoughts, you know, give me a thought, a thought, I'm a believer, <laughs> I adhere, adhere, is that the term, adhesion, like you adhere to the political party and their views, and is that the word in English, Ad adhere, it's English, <laughs> sounds uh, Scandinavian, Ad adhere. 
So, but it's like this. If I have a thought, for me, it's the truth. You know, it's valid. It's important, and it's leading somewhere, and I want to follow. You know, I'm going to follow the thoughts. That's what I do. You know, and then uh, I get instructions <laughs> about how to meditate with thoughts. And I learned that uh, it's an event, like a sound or a sensation, that I can be aware of. A thought arises. It's true. It's really happening. The content? Mm. Not too sure. But the fact that it's arising, that there's a, an event, you know, uh, is, is totally true. And so that's the different way we engage with thoughts in meditation. Um, to be aware that there's a thought arising, being born, and uh, vanishing, that it has a charge, that, uh, that it's infatuating, seducing in some ways. So I told the story of my friend uh, with his um, heart uh, condition. Uh, and just to show you the work that I have to do, uh, I was uh, teaching with Tanushka, uh, Fernando Poulet, another colleague on a retreat, and uh, talking about thoughts and the exploration and investigation of thought. Thoughts, uh, Anushka was saying, and we can do the, the exercise, she's saying, think of your shoes outside. So think of your shoes. And then she said, and I was sitting next to her as she was doing the exercise, you know, my eyes closed and thinking of my shoes. And she said, this, these are not your shoes. And I knew what she meant, but still I was like, no, these are my shoes. <laughs> and she was like, no, this is a thought. This is not your shoes. And I was like, no, no, these are my shoes. <laughs> and uh, I was, uh, it was hard for me to, to have this discernment, the capacity to recognize that a thought is a thought. You know, it's not... As Munindraji would say, the thoughts of your mother are not your mother. They're thoughts. Yeah? The thoughts of uh, the rest of the day is not the rest of the day. And so, yesterday, Roxanne at some point was talking about, um, what was it, the umbrella shielding you from uh, greed, hatred, and delusion? And so this is delusion. Delusion is the most rampant kind of delusion for human beings is to believe that we believe our thoughts that there are not they we don't uh, see them as a production of the mind but as reality you know uh, we don't recognize them as a representation a sign a symbol um, uh, I mean there's so many words I could use but we take them for being it you know and then we get therefore caught in that. And so that exploration is not easy to do. It takes a lot of stability of mind. It, it needs the quiet that we've been developing, the quality of attention that is sustained, maintained, that doesn't depart, follow, uh, adhere <laughs> to thoughts, but uh, questions them, not with more words, but with uh, observation, observation, you know seeing their behavior like a biologist would do, you know, in the forest, hiding, not going and mess with the beavers, you know, <laughs> stay there and watch what they do, how they, and so, 
um, not get into it, but notice it has arisen, it's there. So, yes, there are sounds appearing and disappearing, sensations appearing and disappearing, emotion, mind states, qualities of mind, uh, present, absent. We can notice this in real time. And in real time, also, live, we uh, can become aware of thoughts arising and passing. And so it's different than being fascinated as we usually are by our thoughts. It's very different. We're trying to wake up. It's a little bit of a downer because it's like as if I was saying, in a way, it's like if I was saying, hey, let's go watch a movie. We'll go to the movie. We'll pay. We'll get a good seat. And there's going to be a story told. Let's be aware of light on the screen and sounds pulsing in our ears. You know, don't get into the story. You're like, well, if I'm about to pay for this, it's to get into it. You know, I want to be grabbed. I want to be carried with the story. You know, this is why I'm here. You know, I'm saying yes, but there's something amazing, freedom possible. You know, and most of us will say no. I want to be in the story. You know. And so, uh, you know, so here it's, this is why we come here, to explore this a little bit, you know, and see, is there another relationship that I could have? So then maybe I'll have choice in my life. I'll be able to go and play in that field, but also not get stuck into it, which is why I suffer a lot and we suffer a lot, because we don't know there's another relationship possible, which has a lot of, uh, well, clarity, wisdom around it, and compassion, and maybe playfulness, and, uh, and is able to go in, but is not caught totally in there. So I think we have a lot of, uh, it's good that there might be a few years of practice more <laughs> for us. Maybe we could try play with it a little bit in the meditation. I'll guide the meditation. Maybe we'll be able to come back to that very, very juicy uh, either topic or aspect of our experience. So I invite you to, yes, find a relatively... Uh, Comfortable posture, being in the body is not uh, an easy thing. We say stillness, uh, movement hides the difficulty of being in the body. And so here we sit still, and so it's revealed. 
that it's not easy to be in a body, maybe. In life we keep moving, we feed ourselves, we drink, we go to bed, we exercise, we switch position. So it, uh, to relieve, relieve the ache that would come. And here we sit in it a bit to get acquainted, intimate with the challenges. So there is a body sitting here. And we see if we can allow it to be felt just as it is. It might be easeful, it might be slightly uh, uncomfortable. If it's easeful to be in the body, maybe we can appreciate, rejoice. If it's challenging, maybe it's a doorway to care, to steady care, tenderness, compassion. Soon enough we'll notice that uh, this body is uh, not only sensitive to uh, touch, sensations, but also to uh, sounds and silence. Sensitive to gravity, sensitive to heat and cold movements of the belly or air sensitive to vibrations uh, sound vibrations sensitive to light even through the eyes closed These doors open like a house with uh, six openings, the six senses, always open. And the mind and heart door, also sensitive to moods, emotions, quality of mind. able to, uh, sensitive to uh, thoughts, able to perceive thoughts, to be touched by images or words. So as you sit here, there might be a noticing of things being said or heard or seen. 
through the mind-heart door. Notice if you can catch the next thought arising. Become aware of the birth, the appearance of something said or heard or seen precisely or vaguely. Still image or moving image. Maybe no such thing. What's there in the gap, in the gap between thoughts? If you want, you could count, add up the thoughts as they show up. One, two, three. What happens when we're interested in the formation of thoughts? Is there less thoughts or more thoughts? What happens when we become aware of a thought? Does it vanish or continue? What's there when a thought has uh, vanished or ceased?
And if you want, you could uh, explore thoughts by thinking voluntarily, intentionally. And so what I suggest is that uh, if you want to, you could think the following thought. I am, and put your full name there, I am so-and-so, and I am meditating right now. Allow yourself to think this for a few times and see how it feels. Is it the experience? Or is it a description? Does it feel right, exactly it? Or a little off? If you slow down that thought, I am so-and-so, and I am meditating here now. If you slow it down and leave a little gap in between the words, what's in there? What's happening there? Repeat this uh, thought, sentence, a few times again, but drop the last bit. Just keep, I am so-and-so, your full name. Experience that a few times. Drop also the family name and try that one a few times. How would it feel if you dropped even the first name, kept just the two first words of the sentence, I am. If you want, you could drop the verb. see how it feels. If you want, drop even that word.
you might uh, notice how easily we can get entranced by thoughts, imagery, under this their spell, and how it might be possible to wake up to the generations of mind, the productions, myth, fictions, story told, waking up. How we can do this with tenderness, with care. And see if you don't uh, make thoughts yours or you mine, me, what happens then, just events, phenomena appearing in the vast uh, space of the heart-mind. Other kind of formations, like emotions, are kind of inner formations, appearing, morphing, disappearing, changing. Thoughts too, little mind event, blips, impressions, some powerful, some light, but all of them Ephemeral, we might be able to notice this. Ephemeral. Thank you. So I think we can see 
in there that uh, this practice goes very far, very, very far. Questions, even our maybe uh, unquestioned conception of the world. There's something called wise view. And, uh, and so we're touching on this. We're not just doing uh, stress reduction here. It goes a little further. I mean, it's major stress reduction. <laughs> You know, but it's uh, it's tricky. So it's not just that I want to feel better in my life; it's that I'm questioning how I'm conceiving it. Yeah, and so in this really touching conversation uh, with uh, my friend that I was describing about the, his heart uh, condition, the sense I was getting when the conversation was something really cool, like not uh, like the heat, like there was something cooling, not cold. So I don't know if I convey it well, but it was not cold what he was describing. It was cool. And uh, he was t- saying that, uh, you know, the kind of timeline view of the world that we have, the conceiving of, I was there on my floor, and then things happened, you know, and then I'm here, and later there's this. And if I die at that age, then my timeline is cut from me. You see? Like... I have a timeline in my mind. I should live from there to there. And you're saying, I, to, I've seen through this. Like, I, I know it's a conception, it's a story, that I should, this is my life, will I get my full life? You know? It's like, I've, I've looked at this thoroughly, and I can't buy into this. I know it's a thought. So there's no... So the second arrow, that's how we talk about this, is being removed. The second arrow is, he says, yeah, when I go up the stairs, sometimes I have to stop, it hurts, or I'm out of breath. This, the Buddha said, I can't do anything about this. This is part of life. But the why me, or what will happen to me, this is a conception. This is a creation of the mind. That is very deep practice so deep that we might listen to this and it might make no sense at all. You know? But that's how far the Buddha seemed to have gone in his questioning of uh, reality. That is that is deep investigation. It's uh, And for deep investigation to happen, it needs the right conditions. It needs a quiet mind that is tuned in reality as it's arising here and now. Not how... I'm telling the story, but what's happening here now? Hearing, appearing, disappearing. Thought, appearing, disappearing. So I'm not enmeshed in the content. The thought-thinking process in the meditation, as I understand it, is a framing around the, can be u- the way to use it usefully, is a... Uh, it's a, a frame around an image that helps you see the image. Yeah? And so labeling, noting is like this. Stepping, stepping. It's an invitation to feel the experience of the step and its uh, effervescent, uh, ephemeral nature. Step, gone. Ah. Breath, in breath, gone. Even if we get more quiet, we'll notice that there is no such thing as an in-breath. Because when there's the beginning of the in-breath, the middle of the in-breath and the end of the in-breath is not happening. What I call an in-breath 
is still, in a way, a concept. Because if I get really quiet, I'll see that there's something starting. It's not a whole thing. It's just... Or it's its old thing in itself. Do you see what I mean? And I'm saying the in-breath. But if I'm really there, I'll see that there's just this initial... And this... When the middle of the in-breath is there, the beginning of the in-breath is non-existent. Gone with the Big Bang. And the day of your wedding. (laughs) Or whatever else, you know. And uh, so we're invited to get really quiet and notice and not follow our thoughts and what they say because they're living in the world of uh, stories. <coughs> and then we'll be able to return to it as somebody seemed to ask the Buddha, yeah, but you say I, you use the timeline, no? Next week we'll walk up to that place, you know, and go for alms rounds over there, you know? You use the timeline. And he seemed to be saying, yeah, I do. And people who are wise have done their inner work, they do use the timeline language and the I language, but they know the limit. They know the limit of that. They know that the creation of me later in my old age, or this or that, is actually a mental event happening now. It's a picture made up. You know? <gasps> How dare you question that? And so we're invited in that field of uh, investigation. Any questions about this or that's clear? <laughs> <laughs> Any, anything you want to, you know, would like to hear more words about or want to name nuances, objections? applications. Do you think do you think in practice there's merit with sitting with a thought that comes back repeatedly? Here is the intention to ultimately allow it to be seen from a feeling perspective and letting it dissipate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the, the other question would be if you if you feel like you've released a thought or or sort of notice the thought and watch it dissipate when it comes back. Would the natural conclusion say, oh, maybe I didn't see it properly the first time mm-hmm. in order for it to be released? There's many things we'll have to see many times. You know, so the, the actual technique, as I understand it, is that uh, sometimes seeing one thing clearly one time frees the, under, you know, the understanding downs or whatever the word is here. In one go, you know, in the right conditions, when you know all the f- inner factors are in line, you know, the mind is really stable, really attentive, not uh, commenting and really uh, ex- feeling really fully as water would go in a sponge, you know. It might be, but uh, the way insight happens is uh, more like repeated uh, uh, touch, 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 and at some point. So the image you might have heard is of the boat that is tied to a duck, and uh, the rope is um, uh, doing like this at the uh, on the side of the duck, you know, 
and slowly, slowly, you know. So that's what we do here. We sit, we sit, and we pay attention, we pay attention, and at some point, boom, it lets go. But it was not just a sharp thing like this. It was maybe over years, you know. But the way we say, uh, there's another image of a marteau, uh, hammer, how the handle of the hammer will get used in time by the car- carpenter, but it's not in one go, you know. At some point you look like, oh my God, it's so used, the end all, the wood end all. It's over time. So you have to see things arising. And, that, and, you, and we learn skill. Huh? At the beginning we disturb, we're following the thought, and now we're like, oh, okay, it's a thought, and it comes with a big charge. And we learn to stabilize ourselves and meet it with compassion instead of hatred. I don't want that thought. You know, you know let's say a self-disqualifying um, thought. You know, you're a piece of shit. Moderate, <laughs> hateful thoughts. <laughs> you know, at the beginning we believe in it, then we struggle with, no, it's not true, I'm worth something, you know. And then we learn to, oh, it's an arising in the mind. Ah, it's a painful arising. We learn to meet it with care, care. And slowly, over a long time, we start to see, oh, it's a false, erroneous idea, it's a mistaken view. It's very, very convincing. It's hiding as intelligence. Ah, I see you, Mara. I see you, Mara. Yeah. And then at some point it rises, and you're like, it's a kind of an empty shell. You know, it comes with a, it touches, it makes the heart vibrates, but one is not fooled. This is the course of practice. It's not easy, but it's so beautiful. It's incredibly beautiful that something overpowering could become powerless. Actually, the, the path, that, that something that blocks the view would the, become the path. It would be the, actually the engine for care. Remarkable. Oh, sorry. So if you could yeah, so that's how I took it to be how insight arises. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. Was I right? Is the, sorry? Was I right? You are right. <laughs> <laughs> this time. <laughs> Just notice it's my job to not make notice that things are permanent. <laughs> yes. There was rightness there. <laughs> yes. Um, that might be in one technique. I think that in this technique we let the breath be natural, which, depending on you know the, 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 how you've. Uh, You've trained your breathing in some ways, you know, knowingly or unknowingly, or, or your physiology, or etc. I think uh, most people, if I'm not mistaken, will breathe in and out by the nose in the, in meditation. Uh, but you know, it could be different. So there's no uh, indication. Maybe that's another tradition, and it might be pranayama. It might it, it might have a sense, a meaning, and a use. Here, there's no such indication. Okay. Yes. Um, 
maybe you already said it, but could you give a, like, how to work with the thought? So, like, I have the thought of Friday at lunch, <laughs> and I imagine that's a real moment that's going to happen. Yeah. So, or I have the thought about lunch today, I can see myself sitting and eating. Yeah. So, these are just thoughts. Uh-huh. Where's the space that's not that? That is not that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the question is that, yes, I'm catching up with you. <laughs> <laughs> and the question is around the thoughts, how to work uh, skillfully with thoughts, and such thoughts as um, uh, uh, lunch on Friday, you know, the image of lunch, me at lunch on Friday, or lunch this afternoon. It seems like it's around lunch. (laughs) (laughs) So it might be a specific question about lunch thoughts. (laughs) And they're treated very differently than other thoughts. (laughs) Than dinner thoughts. (laughs) And and, uh, one question, last question that seemed to have arisen uh, that I I don't know if I heard it well, but... uh, Something about what else? What what else than that? Well, is like then I say, okay, come back to the breath. But then mostly that's a thought too. Yeah, is it? Maybe uh-huh. as soon as I think it, isn't it? Yeah. So and so, what else then? If not the thought of lunch, <laughs> <laughs> and if I think, if I come back to the breath, isn't it the thought? So that's uh, the the uh, yeah. It's a really great exploration. I I'm. Uh, happy that the question is alive in you. So to me, there's a sign of curiosity. So that's the first thing I rejoice about as a teacher. It's like, oh, you're questioning your thoughts now. So what is a thought? What is not a thought? What is a, you know? And so, uh, yeah, that's interesting. And uh, so maybe, we, you know, there's a kind of a description of uh, ultimate reality. I don't know if I, it's a g- good way to answer this, but... Um, Some of the, the teachings say there is physicality. This is not a thought, you know. There is, a, I don't know, pushing on the butt right now, you know. It could be a thought, but it's an it's an actual experience. So we're discerning that there's an experience. It's pushing somewhere. There's pushing. There's a lightness. There's a, you know the different characteristics of a, a physical world: heat, cold. I can think of the heat or the cold. And so what happens for human beings often is there's a contact with reality and the contact lasts half a second or less. You know, so I look outside and there's a contact with light and then gray day. Oh my God, it's going to be like this all day. How are we going to do the walking? You know, how I don't have my boots for water, you know? The contact lasted one minute. Or there'll be a contact here of a sense in the in the knee. It's a real event, you know. There is a, I don't know, piercing or throbbing or something. And then I go, my, <gasps> my knee again. And this is taking off. So there's a contact for human beings. It's followed by a, a perception, conception, proliferation. And here, what we're trying to do as we practice here is stay at the point of contact at the sense doors. Since we came here on the first day, we're saying, stay with the hearing. Be aware that hearing is happening. Not, what bird is this? I love these birds. I, there was these birds at my grandmother's cabin when I was young. <laughs> There's no more bird songs. They're gone. You know? 
So we say, just stay there. Notice that hearing is happening. Notice that hearing is happening. Notice that throbbing is happening. Stay there. It's normal that there'll be an image of the knee, and you can make the difference between the image of the knee or slowly see uh, the anticipation if it gets worse. So you start discerning this. And uh, what the, my friend that I'm talking about is describing is saying, is seemed to be saying, you know, I, uh, I might be able to pick up, uh, I have to make decisions about the future. I don't know, a will, this and that. So I have to go there, you know, plan on the timeline. But for emotional life, I don't rely into this. I don't spend my day projecting about the future. I might go there to make a decision, but then I don't stay there. Do you see the difference? I know it's a representation, it's useful for life and to respect uh, what's going on, but I'm not actually like... And for us, the disbalance is that we're here and we're thinking, me at lunch and where will I sit? And we're, like, you know, and we're, we're obsessed with a, a story like this, you know? And we've got an uh, imbalance. So we think, you know, like, we could think, uh, uh, we'll do things, crazy things, I think. Uh, like, I'll go back in the past and imagine myself in a situation where if this person had said that, that would have been really stressful. <laughs> it's past, it didn't happen, it will not happen. I actually don't mind at all. I don't mind at all. I have no discernment around this. It might, it could have happened. That's enough for me. So I get into it, and I'm juicy around it, and ah, they, if they would have said that, and I might even carry anger at them because they could have said that. <laughs> you know? And so that's the delusion. And here we wake up, we're like, oh, actually, it's a mind production. And at some point, we even can maybe lose fascination and say, actually, this is not where the richness is for me. And the Buddha was saying something like this. At the beginning, you know, for ill will, there was a lot of energy for me. For its desire for things, there was a lot of energy for me. And now, there's not. It's not where my juice is in my life. The juice is in presence, is in friendliness, is in benevolence, is in care, is in being here. This is what's juicy for me. So that's the change of value that happens in time. So probably the mystery is still full, <laughs> which is a good thing. So inviting us to go back to Jill's very wise uh, invitation and words around uh, not knowing. So let's not know what is a thought and be really curious about it as if we were thinking for the first time. What is this production? What is this? Ah, it comes with feeling. It, it's not just an image. It comes with a heart beating. It comes with a... It's three-dimensional. It's embodied. You know, let me be aware of this. That when I see myself at lunch in the line, not reaching the lettuce, stress arises in my heart. You know, lettuce, lettuce. You know, and become really intrigued by that. And then we can gain maybe a little humor, a little compassion around the delusion of this being. Okay? Okay. 
So now it takes the form of uh, walking for some of us, meeting for other of us. That same practice, being really present to see what arises, what is present, and what disappears. Okay? Yes, thank you so much. So, you know how you... Um, how you, you know, we, we know that tonight there's a talk at uh, 7.30, right? Is it at 7.30? 7, 7.15. Yeah, so my, my reality is uh, deluded. So it is really at 7.15, right? The talk? Okay. So you're deluded too. <laughs> but you didn't know. Because did you... Did, yeah. Of course we will project... You know, of course, it's been like this yesterday and the day before, so tonight, of course, it's at 7.15. Well, life being what it is, <laughs> conditions changing all the time. Today, if everything goes according to plan, the talk will, the talk will be at 2.30. So we're moving things around a bit this, uh, today. So at 2.30, uh, there will be the talk, and this evening we'll do a guided uh, practice. Okay. Let's see if it happens like that. <laughs> so let's, uh, that's the wisdom, is to hold it lightly. Yeah, okay, so let's base, be based on this, but knowing that it's not reality, it's a thought. Okay? Enjoy the day. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.